live at the conclusion of another Ohio State win. This one was a test that the Buckeyes passed in Piscataway, New Jersey. It wasn't the test that we expected, but it was the one the Buckeyes got, and they were successful. The Buckeyes beat the Scarlet Knights 35-16, and we are here to instantly react to another Ohio State win. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another win feels oh so good. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to another Locked On Buckeyes postcast after an Ohio State win. This one was a test in Piscataway, New Jersey at SHI Stadium. The Buckeyes beat the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. 35 to 16. There were some frustrating moments. They overcame injuries, and ultimately, the Buckeyes walk away with, from this contest with another win. I am your host, Jay Stevens, and thank you for tuning in to this live postcast here on the Locked On Buckeyes YouTube channel. For, before we go any further, subscribe to the channel, smash a like button on this video as well. We will definitely discuss Trevion Henderson and his importance to the Buckeyes offense and what he did on Saturday afternoon against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and how the Buckeyes overcame injuries in this win. But first, today's episode, this postcast, is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. We all knew Rutgers' defense was real. Some saw the numbers, some watched the film, but all week we discussed and learned from Greg Fatuto of OnTheBanks.com, and then also just some numbers we discussed, just you and I together throughout the week, that Rutgers' defense is real. We also realized going early in this game, the Buckeyes would be, be without Denzel Burke, Lathan Ransom, Josh Proctor went down in this game. Cade Stover was not on the availability report, but he did not play in this game either. So you're losing Cade Stover, you lose Denzel Burke, you lose Lathan Ransom, you lose Joshua Proctor, and what do you have? A team that needs players to step up in big ways. Ultimately, we also got G. Scott Jr. making a big catch and I uh, believe he had a touchdown in the first quarter of this game. And I'm like, okay, G, I see you out there doing big things out on the football field. What else did we find in this game? That Rutgers was able to move the ball on the Buckeyes on the ground. Kyle Manungai, Gavin Wimsett, that is your two-headed monster. Wimsett was a problem for Ohio State, and it was one of those things that you knew it was coming. You also realized that Ohio State had no answer for Gavin Wimsett in the way that the Rutgers, that Rutgers wanted to run the ball. What else did you realize? This is another road game. It's at 12. These are young athletes. And those two things and that combination makes it a little difficult for Ohio State in regards to sometimes getting up for games. Throw it all out the window. Rutgers at 6-3, six 6-2 and three, six and two going into this game, 6-3 and three right now. I gained more respect for Rutgers during this contest. I also gained more respect for Ohio State, for Ryan Day, for everybody involved, because this was not your everyday Rutgers team, and this was a game and a test that I believe Ohio State definitely needed, and I'm glad they passed 
the test. Think about this. In the season, Wisconsin on the road was going to be a tough game. Penn State at home was going to be a tough game. Notre Dame on the road was going to be a tough game. We all knew that. That's three tests. What about the other games? What about a team in, in Rutgers who ultimately has a really good defense? I say one of the best defenses in the country. I, legit, I mean, in the conference, I legitimately believe that's one of the best defenses in the country. And if you put that up there against some of the better teams in the, in the SEC or the ACC or the Pac-12 or the Big 12, what do you find? They can hold their own, and they can beat some really good teams. Even with their issues on offense and Gavin Wimsett not being an accurate passer, we talked about that um, this week. What else did we find? He had less than a 50% completion percentage during this game. He was 10 for 25, 129 passing yards, one touchdown, one INT, which Jordan Hancock took back to the house. We'll talk about that pick six later in the game. But I believe Ohio State desperately needed a game like this, even against an opponent that a lot of people said, hey, you shouldn't respect them. They're not that good. No. You need game like games like this where you dig in yourself, you go a little bit deeper, you find out and you show the world, hey, we are Ohio State. We are the number one team in the country. And we're going to go on the road, going to go into your house. We're here all week. Defense this, defense that. They got dogs on defense. That is true. But we have dogs on defense and on offense. And it showed up once again for Ohio State in this contest. A lot of people will complain about Kyle McCord and how he uh, played the game. Started, he completed his first 11 passes in this game. After that, doing math on my head, he was 8 for 17. For the game, he had 189 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, one touchdown pass to G. Scott Jr., two to Marvin Harrison Jr. And the second touchdown pass, I'm sitting down on my couch, and I had this look like, I am just shocked and surprised and more amazed at the ball placement on that second touchdown pass to Marvin Harrison Jr. And McCord, overcoming adversity in a, in, in a game when you're playing a team in Rutgers who's only giving up 156.3 passing yards per game. Their defense is that good. And you go for 189. It's not 200, not 250, not 300, what you would want from your QB1 at Ohio State, but you are better than their season average as a pass defense. That's a win, especially when a quarterback who I believe is not fully healthy. I think it showed he kind of hobbled early in the game. And I would like to know if that ankle is how I know it's affecting his implanting and throwing, but how much effect, how big is the effect? that it has on McCord with only the ball. Because a lot of the time we're looking out there and saying, they got guys that are open, but it's quick pass. Check down. Quick pass here. Quick pass. And I don't think it was just because he was misreading guys. I wonder if he can even make the throw right now because of how his ankle is. Some people out there are saying, hey, put in Devin Brown. Hey, or maybe maybe number 13, Tristan Jebbia. Now, Brown was available for this game. Ultimately, I don't even think that McCord is going to come out unless he could not go out there and move and run and do the normal things that a quarterback needs to do to move the ball down the field. Ohio State needed this test because ultimately next week against Michigan State in prime time, Michigan State's trash. I forget if they I, – I, actually, I believe Michigan State did win today before I speak too soon. That is correct. Michigan State ended up be, uh, beating Nebraska – 
That was a home win for the Spartans. They're now three and six on the season. That was a 20 to 17 win over the Nebraska Cornhuskers for the Michigan State Spartans. They're still bad. They're still really bad. And Ohio State passing the test where things on offense didn't really look great at times. Very, very frustrating getting off schedule, offensive line and pass pro, even Henderson. Sometimes there was miscommunication and guys simply just not doing their job. The Buckeyes defense, hey, they did they gave up quite a few yards to Gavin Wimson on the ground. He had 159 and uh 6.5 yards of pop, no touchdowns. Uh Gavin Wimson had 49 carries for 3.8 yards of pop. I mean. It's a two-headed monster. If you hold that team with those two guys to 16 points, you're doing something right. That's also below their season average as well. Ohio State won the test against Rutgers, an unexpected, maybe harder test than some of us expected. But ultimately, the Buckeyes walk away from this game with a win. Now, some of you might be wondering who stood out. Who made me? Who surprised me with their play on Saturday afternoon in SHI Stadium? We're going to go over numerous players that stood out in this game next. But first, this postcast is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds. With two taps, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you for tuning in to this Locked On Buckeyes postcast after Ohio State's thirty-five to six win if you are checking this out in a playback format either in the audio form on apple or spotify or maybe you're going to check it back out on the youtube thank you but for everyone watching live or in a playback form subscribe to locked and buckeyes on the youtube page smash the like button on this video and also on apple or spotify or wherever you get your fine podcasts travion henderson I am amazed at what we're seeing from him over the past two games. I, I can't sugarcoat it. I would like to make it a different statement um, to say I am, or I wasn't surprised, but I am surprised. Henderson is a guy this year, last year, has missed multiple games due to an injury or injuries. I believe this year's was an upper body injury that had him out for three games after his 100-yard performance against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Last year, lower body, ended up missing the playoff game last year against Georgia, had surgery that ultimately kept, ultimately kept him out. And so with Henderson, the thought of an injury is always in my mind. I'm literally watching the game. I said, oh, don't tell me he's hurt. And there was one time early in the game in the first quarter, he pulled himself off the game. And I realized that wasn't an injury. He was just he was just out of breath. Had a couple long runs, running hard. Hey, get somebody else in there for me a little bit. 
Give me a breather. I'll get back into the game. But when it comes to Henderson in this game, remember earlier this week, we discussed Henderson's importance to the Buckeyes offense. Many people out there are going to say, we already knew his importance. He's explosive. He can take it in and take it to the house at one touch. Oh, he is the guy for the Buckeyes. Wait, are many of those people watching the Buckeyes over the past couple years or even this year? Because outside of that Notre Dame game and really outside of that one long run, the 61-yard touchdown run that he had against Notre Dame, he really had been that hot, Had really had been that successful. Really had been a guy that was with vision and patience. Those are two things that he really didn't display on the field a lot. What have we gotten from Henderson over the past couple of weeks? Vision has been improved drastically. Patience on the field has been improved drastically. Also something we noticed and noted earlier this week. He's running with an intent and purpose that I had not seen from him in quite a long time. Somebody described it as he's got the juice. It's not normally how I describe things, but I know what that person is saying, and I definitely agree. He's got the juice. There is a fire on, in, on, in him right now that when he gets that ball, he wants to go. Trust me, I want to go to the end zone, too, if I had the ball in my hand every time. Like, hey, hey, you got the ball. You, you're, you're on your own 45. You got 55 yards to go. Hey. You get the ball, everybody moves out my way. The other 11, the 11 defenders move out. They part the Red Sea. The old line is there, and they just, I could basically basically walk to the end zone. I would love that. I would love it for him. I would love it for me. I would love it for you as well. Also, what would I love? I would love to get more of this version of Travian Henderson at Ohio State. Why? Because when we noted earlier this week his importance on the offense, and I discussed some of the not so much issues, but sometimes these slow starts. Kyle McCord is gets in in a game, didn't get it, get didn't get into a slow start today. Actually, completed his first eleven passes, and now he has the um, record for most consecutive completed passes in Ohio State history. The last time I saw that number, it was eighteen consecutive completed passes. I don't know what the final number is, but hey, with all McCord, all of his growing pains. All of his successes, all his highlights, and some of his lowlights. What makes his job better and easier? One, a healthy ankle. That would be an easy, easy answer to that. But two, a running game and a running back that gets the job done consistently. Not just gets the job done, but gets it done consistently. In Henderson, running the ball, being the lone back. Remember earlier this year and even last year, we discussed how Ohio State uh, was probably going to have a two-back system, maybe a three-back system. They're having a two-back system now. Really, if you want to add in Abuka or Xavier Johnson, um, maybe mainly Xavier Johnson, they have a three-back system. But today, the only guy that had more than two carries, and one of those was a sack, was Kyle McCord. So really, the only guy that had over two carries—he's uh, accounted for two carries in McCord, but I believe one of those was a sack. So I'm not really trying to count that right now. What do we have for McCord? Excuse me, for the Buckeyes today. Henderson had 22 carries—not touches, but carries. 27 touches in the game. Chip trained him at two carries. Xavier Johnson had one. Ameka had one. And then Jesse Merkel took that that fake punt. 
which I don't believe was a called fake punt, ended up taking that around the left side, uh, did not get that, remi- reminded me of last year's game where there was a look and a uh, view that Rutgers put out there. Ohio State ran a fake punt late in the fourth quarter. Game was out of reach. And then we had the finger-pointing match between Greg Schiano and Ryan Day, former coaches, um, former coaches together at Ohio State in Columbus. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed having coaches go at each other in that way. I would not shy away from it. But even though we discussed how Ohio State will split the backfield or split the carries between two backs, what are we seeing over the past two weeks? Henderson's healthy. And Henderson can be relied on to get the job done on the ground. Last week against Wisconsin, where you're running, where they have an odd man front, a 3-4, where you don't really know where the pressure's coming from. You don't know which guy is going to be the first linebacker to come in. Um, it's really difficult for or harder for offensive linemen who don't normally see an odd man front or a 3-4 to block that um, defense consistently. What do we find? 162 on the ground last week. What do we find today? Not so much a 3-4 aspect, but Greg Shiano, one of the best defensive minds in college football. What did you find? Back-to-back against two guys that are head coaches, at Luke Fickle and Greg Shiano, that are former defensive coordinators. What are you finding? Ohio State's finding a way to run the ball. It should also be a way to a thing of something we can see in the future. If you could run like that against Wisconsin, 162 on the ground for Henderson. If you could run it like this against Rutgers, one of the best defenses in the country, and you have 128, one touchdown, 5.8 yards a pop, 27 yards a year long, also add in five uh, receptions, 80 receiving yards, um, 65 yards is your long. Michigan State should be a breeze. Who else should be a breeze? Minnesota against them should be a breeze. And then you have the ultimate test, November 25th, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, against the Michigan Wolverines. Also, I wasn't planning on throwing this in here, but I'm going to. Michigan announced that Connor Stallions resigned. What took so long? Bro, we know you did some stuff that's illegal. We all know that you were doing things that were not right. We all know that you have been suspended for multiple weeks. What changed between two weeks ago and now? Pressure. Will there be more pressure on Michigan to suspend uh, Jim Harbaugh? Absolutely. Do I think Harbaugh should be fired? Yes. Oh, in the Michigan conversation right there. (laughs) You want to know more about my thoughts? We'll definitely discuss the sign-stealing scandal that's going on in Ann Arbor this upcoming week right here on the show. But in the meantime, we discussed Trivia and Henderson. But the Buckeyes also overcame injuries in this game and got some major plays by some key Buckeyes in Piscataway, New Jersey. Who were some of those players? We'll discuss that next. But first, this postcast is brought to you by our friends at Price Fix. Price Fix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch those winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Price Picks is really simple to play. 
I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 again. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this locked on Buckeyes guys postcast. After Ohio State's 35-16 to win over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. For those of you that are watching live, thank you. Smash like button on this video and subscribe to the Locked on Boat Guys YouTube page as well. If you're watching it or viewing it in a playback form, thank you. Also, subscribe or follow to Locked on Boat Guys on the YouTube or on the Apple app or Spotify app or wherever you get your fine podcasts. So earlier in this show, I discussed at Ohio State early in this game, two hours before the game uh, kicked off, availability report was turned into the Big Ten. And what did we find? Ohio State would be without Denzel Burke. Ohio State would be without Lathan Ransom. Emeka Abuka is healthy, expected to play. What else did we find at the time of kickoff? There was a good chance Case Dover would not play. I look out there game one, I mean, first play of the game, and I'm like, wait. There is an eight on that jersey. There are two eights on that jersey, which told me that's not Kate Stover. It was G. Scott Jr., who ultimately, in a primarily backup role, you realize there's going to be a drop-off between um, the first tight end and second tight end. Also, um, Joe Royer being out, I really wonder how much how much more 12 personnel Ohio State would have run, uh, would have ran in this game if Joe Royer was healthy. Or even if Kate Stover was healthy, I wonder how much more 12 personnel they would have ran if they had some more guys that were healthy in that room. So you had no Burke. You had no Ransom. Ultimately available, but did not play. Well, unavailable, but was listed as available two hours before kickoff. But something happened to where he was unavailable, was not listed as questionable, but did not play. I'm going through all that to say sometimes the availability, availability, availability report one day I'll get that. I said it earlier. Just got to slow down just a tad. Would be a little bit more accurate. Because I think going into the game, Ohio State had a hunch that Cade Stover might not play. G. Scott Jr. stepped up, had a touchdown in the first quarter. I believe he had the first touchdown for Ohio State in this game. Jordan Hancock got to start at nickel. You also had um, Proctor and uh, uh, Sonny Styles back as your two deep safety. So it was more of a traditional nickel look. Not the It was still a 4-2-5, but it was more traditional nickel look where you have three corners out there instead of three safeties. And the Buckeyes really did okay. I mean, pretty good for what they were, uh, what was being thrown at them. Offensively, no Mayan Williams out for the season. But as we discussed earlier, who stepped up in that way? Travion Henderson. I, I, I was coming into the season thinking, oh, it's going to be a two-headed monster of Henderson and Williams. Williams, I still think the offense previously, not now. Uh, I still wonder what it would have been like if Williams was healthy in this season with Comacourt. But So it's one thing and a question we'll never get answered because, well, we just won't know. But I would, I really wonder how the offense will look right now if Williams was healthy. Something we'll have to ponder, think about, and 
probably not think about too long because it's one thing we will never know. One thing we do know is this. Jordan Hancock proves and shows everybody that he is a football player and a really good one. Jordan Hancock had a pick, a pick six in this game. Um, it, was a, it was, I believe, Rutgers was in the red zone going towards, uh, I believe it would have been the right end zone as you're looking on the on the screen. And uh, Wimsett goes back to pass, throws over the middle. Proctor comes down, tries to tries to lay the boom. Pick uh, the, I believe there was a tip on this play. Don't know who tipped it. Ultimately, the catch came to uh, number seven, Jordan Hancock. He went up that left side line, and he was gone. He was gone. He was gone. And that boy was happy. And I think that's a great way to kind of show the growth of Jordan Hancock in a healthy Jordan Hancock and how he impacts the Buckeyes this season. Why? Because ultimately, think about how things would have been. If they didn't have a guy they trusted in Jordan Hancock, who has been so versatile for the Buckeyes this year and willing to get his nose dirty and get uh, get his hands dirty, put his nose right down there in the box and defend the run. Rutgers did a phenomenal job today. I want to give them credit, more credit than um, I did earlier in the show. They did a phenomenal job of uh, of shaking things up and um, doing things to confuse the Buckeyes offense. Ultimately, they're out here running, running a spread and handing the ball up the middle to Kyle Manungai. And I'm like, wait, this is what this is what I do in the video game. I I, I would tell y'all on here, because we talk all the time, five to six times a week. For the everydayers, thank you for being a part of the Everyday Club. If you're not there, definitely join that club. It's a great club to be, to be a part of. One thing I do in NCAA Football 14, I am out here, Reds, it's second and goal on the three. And I know I could easily come out here in a goal line heavy set, three tight ends, uh, uh, 23 personnel, two running backs, three tight ends, and run HB dive up the A-gap on the right side or the left, left side and get stopped for one yard, move up. It's second and goal, third and goal on the on the two-yard line. Next thing you know, I could, I could do that again. Oh, one-yard gain, fourth and goal, the one-yard line, QB sneak I'm in. I knew I could do that. But also what makes it a little bit easier, which I don't really like when coaches do this in football, but in the video game I can do it. It worked for Rutgers today a little bit, a little bit. Still not worked well enough for them to win the game. One thing I'll do out here, hey, I, I come out here in 10 personnel, one running back, zero tight ends. <laughs> Give me four wide. <laughs> Give me the HB inside split, inside zone split. Why? Because <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works so well. And it worked well for Rutgers at times as well. Also, the time of possession, I didn't touch on that earlier. Rutgers had the ball for 35 and a half minutes. Ohio State only had the ball for 24 minutes and 24 seconds. It's insane. They ran 68 plays, outgained Ohio State, 361 total yards for Rutgers to 328 for Ohio State. And Rutgers, a team that ran the ball most of the game, 43 carries, 43 rushes, to the 25 pass attempts that Gavin Wimsett was credited with. 5.3 yards per play for Rutgers. Ohio State has 6.0, so that's really good as well. But, man, 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 what was Rutgers doing? Spread you out, run up the middle. Spread you out, run up the middle. Why? Because if you got four wide, you got Igbenosin, 
and you got Hancock on the outside. No, excuse me, Jermaine Matthews Jr., who stepped up, stepped up, stepped up in a big way. Ultimately, I believe on the first play of the game or first quarter, first drive of the game, ended up having really good, really good uh, man-to-man defense, man-to-man coverage. Ultimately, it was an incomplete pass. He's out here. No, 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 not in my house. All the whole the Ken Day Matumbo thing with the finger wag, wag that he was doing. Not in my house. I can't do the Matumbo like I would like, but maybe one day I'll brush up on that and do a little Frank, Frank Caliendo here on the show and start doing impersonations of NBA stars, NFL stars, Buckeye stars. We don't know. I got to change things up and have a little bit more fun here on the show. But that was what Rutgers was, that's what Rutgers was doing, and it worked. But also, once Ohio State's defense figured out how to slow down Rutgers and get off the field, because for a long period of time, Ohio State, third quarter, Ohio State did not get the ball for the first time offensively until I think the six or five minute mark of the third quarter, because Rutgers found a way to dominate the clock and dominate the game. Once Ohio State overcame that obstacle, not just that of the injuries, but overcame the obstacle of not being able to get off the field and not allowing Rutgers to have long drives. Game over. 35-16 win for Ohio State against Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey. I believe that makes the Buckeyes 10-0 in this series. Rutgers, this is uh, never played Ohio State this well. But Ohio State got tested in Piscataway at SHI Stadium and walked away successful, and they passed this test. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at jsteven07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thank you, and I appreciate everyone who has tuned in to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast after another Ohio State win. We will have more coverage of this game, breaking this down, diving into the film, up. At the beginning of this upcoming week, also, the Buckeyes basketball season tips off on Monday evening. They have a game Monday evening, and they have a game Friday evening as well. If you're able to go to the game Monday or Friday, they're both in Columbus. Definitely go and check out Holtman's boys. The hope, my hope, is probably yours. This season, it's not in like last season, and I'll leave it at that. This has been Locked on Buckeyes after Ohio State's 35-16 win. Over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, I'll see you next time.